You're watching Meet the Movie Press. Coming up, we're going to be talking about John Favreau returning to the MCU, a new director for Pitch Perfect 3, Richard Linklater's sequel to The Last Detail, and maybe a little Lando Calrissian. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Hello, Simon. Good morning. How are you? You all right? Yes. Good. I'm good good good. today. I am good. Excellent. My name is Jeff Snyder. This is Meet the Movie Press. You can find me on Twitter at at @theinsnyder. Uh, my name's Simon Thompson. Hello. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ShowbizSimon, Instagram at ShowbizSimon, Facebook forward slash. This is Simon Thompson. Uh, and that's, I think, about, oh, and also the front page of, uh, of Reddit. Really? Right now? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, last night it was the top article, something I did for Reuters this week about Jackie Chan. That's very We'll talk exciting. about that later. But yeah, uh, apparently also on Reddit. Um, You're a man of the people. Well, I, it was just nice. When I found out, I was like, uh, am I there on a good way? Or do I think <laughs> I'm a bell end? So I'm like, uh, actually, it was in a good way. So I was very happy with that. I uh, wish that I knew how to navigate Reddit and how to use it. I have no idea. No clue. Someone sent me it's a screen It's just grab. this magical website that does incredible things yeah. for traffic. So thank you, uh, people of Reddit. Well, thank you. Um, I wanted to start at the top of the show just addressing last week's show uh, in which I... Didn't feel like I brought my best attitude. I thought, uh, you know, I was kind of a dick to this good man right here, uh, for which I have pro- apologized profusely mm. this week um, privately. But I did want to uh, address, you know, apologize to you, the fans, as well, because I didn't give you guys the best show that I know that we can give you. And so hopefully this week will go much better. Won't happen again. Um, Thank you. I really I'll- appreciate that. And you're entirely forgiven. Cool. Uh, okay, where do you want to start, big guy? You pick. Well, Dealer's I, choice. Let's kick off with Lando, because you came uh-huh. in very, very excited oh, about that. <laughs> Normally, I weave the rumor in and let's, out. Uh, let's just do it. Okay. Um, well, you know, there was the report, uh, I don't know how many weeks ago it was, that Donald Glover yeah. was the first choice to play Lando Calrissian. Yeah. From uh, for Lord and Miller, uh, and we haven't heard much since then. Yeah. Now, last week I uh, hit the batting cages with a, a trusted friend and source, and uh, he had sort of mentioned because I had asked for an, an update uh, mm. on on things, uh, see see what he had heard, and he said, you know, he, he heard it's Donald's, yeah, that Donald is in talks and making a deal to play Lando Calrissian. However, right, I got a call last night, and the caller. Um, oh fuck! Is it Kevin Hart? <laughs> Kevin Hart is Lando Calrissian. Excellent call. Uh, the caller indicated that uh, there may be a scheduling conflict that, that is going to keep Donald Glover from this. You know, he uh, has this show Atlanta starting. Yeah, yeah. I think it's next week or whatever mm. on FX. I'm sure that they are planning a season two, whether it's been announced or not. I don't know what the deal is with all of that. Maybe they're just shooting a second half of season one. Although it seems like it's been wrapped for a while. So either way, um, you know, the caller sort of said Atlanta could very well keep, you know, get in the way of him doing it. Now, you know, uh, this is not the first scheduling conflict yep. in Hollywood history. Yep. Uh, Adam Driver mm-hmm. for Star Wars had yes. to really work out his girl's schedule. And that meant, uh, you know, they, Lena Dunham ended up. Um, you know, sort of writing a- Adam out of that season. He wasn't mm. really a- around very much, which allowed Driver to go off and do Star Wars. The problem is that if, you know, The Force Awakens was casting Lena Dunham as Rey, <laughs> try yeah. to picture that, she couldn't do it because she's the show. 
Yeah. You know, she is doing everything on the show. She's the lead of the show. She's one of the girls. Exactly. And she's one of the girls. So she would not have been able to do that. And Donald, I think, is in a similar situation where yep. Atlanta is him. There's no Atlanta without him. He does everything on the show. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a huge demand on his time. And I don't know if FX is going – you know, they've sunk so much money yeah. into the promotion of the series. I don't know if they want to just, like, put it on the back burner and bring season two back two years later. So what, what do you do? I mean, is it – you know, because – Fox and Disney are both big. Yeah. And they both want him. So who is it kind of playing chicken or FX go, you know what? We're going to, we're going to just, we'll wait and he can do, he can do this. It would certainly help the next season of the show, but it Mm. also would really hurt the momentum because I think it would put a big chunk of time, like a huge chunk of time between these seasons. Yeah. Now, FX has done that before with, like, Louie, and uh, I don't think that they're opposed to it, especially, you know, if it's going to benefit them in the long run. Mm. It's difficult, though, with a show. It's slightly different with movies. It's different with a show because if a new show comes along, if you're a show that misses a season or misses even half a season, you can very easily kind of lose your place in the popularity queue. Right. So if you're a movie and movies get changed all the time, six months, 12 months, fine. Mm -hmm. We know it's going to come. And there is a Disney timeline for for the Star Wars stuff. But with TV shows, if you kind of lose your spot in the queue... It means you could kill the show. Right. And and I saw the pilot months ago uh, for Atlanta, and he may have something here. Mm. Uh, my my old NYU colleague, Donald Glover. Um, the show is unique. It's original. It has a voice. Uh, it's interesting. And I hope you guys all give it a watch uh, on FX when it debuts. I think it's this month. Um, we'll see if, if he's able to navigate those mm. scheduling waters. Normally, things like this work out because they don't want to deny the actor this opportunity. But in some instances, it doesn't because it's just logistically impossible. So yeah. uh, we will see about that. But I don't know. I don't know uh, who they will go out to next if it doesn't happen. But right now, uh, it looks like that report, I think it was on Birth Movies Death, is, yeah. is accurate. I think if if they do really want him to, to do uh, uh, Lando and they're that far down the road, I think they'll, they'll do get it whatever. They'll find they'll, a way. They'll find a way. All right. Disney get Where their man right will, now. There's and a it's way. Star Wars. If somebody asks you to do Star Wars, you do Star Wars. That's what that's my feeling towards it, but I also know if you have a responsibility, I mean, it's like if you're married and with a kid and then and then uh Mila Kunis knocks on the door. You don't just you, you go. can't just you, yeah, you go. No. You go. <laughs> you go. You go. Just um, go. I would I would certainly you know, respect Donald if he if he did ha- end up sticking around mm. because he has made this commitment and he's he's loyal to what he has built uh, over on that network. But as you said, you're right. Hard to turn down Star Wars. Hard to turn we'll down Mila Kunis. That's that's true too. Although the only person that my wife has said she would be okay if someone turned up on our doorstep and was like, "Hey, Simon, do you want to run away with me?" is Halle Berry. Oh, okay. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon unless she gets a thing for little slightly portly bald guys from the UK. <laughs> well, but I'll, I'll it's kidnap niche. you. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> Deliver me to the berry. Ding. Cool. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Okay, let's work through some uh, news from earlier in the week and all to do with superheroes and some newer stuff. So something new, John Favreau um, joining uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, now, <laughs> his, his character, Happy Hogan, we haven't seen since Iron Man 2. Um, I think he's in Iron Man 3 is briefly. Is he in Iron Man 3 briefly? 
I, 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 couldn't, ho- I, I could I, not I, remember. I hope so, because I think I wrote that last night, but all right. Okay. Um, I, I can't remember whether he was in three or not, but he, not perhaps not the most important or the, the most beloved character, but I did speak to him about this when I was interviewing for Jungle Book a couple of months ago, and I said, mm-hmm. look, is there any chance of you, because he's really busy and obviously he's doing the Jungle Book sequel and he's kind of moved more into the directorial sphere uh, more seriously, and... He was kind of like, well, you know, no, not really. And I'm like, that sounded like you were going up at the end. And he was kind of like, yeah, there are no plans to. Yeah, I kind of thought that he might be coming back. Yeah. I thought we hadn't seen us. Whether it would have been in one of the TV shows or whether it would have been in another movie, I thought, you know, maybe Infinity War would have been, a, you know, fantastic kind of, you know, just as a, as a supplementary character to make that work. But yeah, so he's coming back in Spider-Man Homecoming, which is... Getting it's getting full now. That film is getting full. There's a lot There's of so people I, in that. I did I did the cast list yesterday. I was writing out the article yeah. and it was like, oh my god, I recognize like thirty of these actors. Yeah, and it the thing is that we've seen this with especially Spider-Man films before. You can have too many people in it, and you can waste people, and it just feels a bit overstuffed. I'm sure they know what they're doing. Just saying. It's like, this is so tricky for me to talk about because I went on the Spider-Man set visit and signed the NDA. So, um, did I know that he would be in the movie? Yes. Yeah. I can't get into the context of his appearance. Is he (laughs) Spider-Man? That's the twist of Homecoming. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I can't can't really talk about how Happy is used in the movie. I had to sort of get permission to even... um, confirm of that report sort mm. of not that it was officially confirmed it was like a, a weird like uh... anyways um yeah you can expect to see john favreau in the movie i think that's really cool because i i love him mm. uh he's a, he's just a lot of fun i like that character uh and it makes sense since obviously we we know that we're already going to see robert downey jr in spider-man yeah um we uh, not long after the show finished last week the news about ben affleck teasing deathstroke um came out that was like, i think it was friday wasn't it friday or saturday yeah he dropped here right he dropped the video yeah that moment we were all like what is that and then i think uh, El, El, our pal El Mayimbe came out and said that mm. he's going to be the villain or one of the villains yeah. in the standalone batman movie uh which would be quite interesting deathstroke is not a bad guy i'm particularly familiar with he i mean he looks a little generic and uh, i mean uh, i well, don't know deathstroke also sounds like the Dead, name of a superhero dead shot and... well yeah there's a lot of that you know deadpool dead this de- yeah, but also correct. um deathstroke sounds like the last masturbate before you die <laughs> right it's the day it's the, the deathstroke death what was he killed by wanking um <laughs> but <laughs> hey what a way to go uh but joe um joe manganiello is apparently rumored to be linked to he, that role he has been rumored for that pretty since, much everything but like going back a couple of dc movies yeah. right yeah so are they just do they just want to get him in a movie and they're going like yeah yeah look, he, listen, we like deathstroke let's get you in only so many of these guys have superhero physiques and mm. he is one of them yeah. so he's he has he's, an amazing body yeah <laughs> You know, so do I, though. You just, <laughs> you just haven't seen it. It's just more um, of it. Yeah, I just hide it behind this desk every day. Uh, I, th- I think Joe would be great for a superhero movie, whether mm. it's the DC Universe or the Marvel Universe or something, uh, you know, off-brand off and different. Um, Deathstroke, I don't really know much about him as a villain. It, it was interesting to me, though, the timing, because they're shooting Justice League right now. So yeah. is this like a sort of button at the end of the movie? Like, why... You know, the the Batman is not in production. Why did they have a whole character, you know, shooting a scene unless he must appear in Justice League? No. Mm. 
I, I can, I'm assuming so. I mean, there are so many of these franchises now who have these characters popping up, and I'll, I'll get to another one in just a second, um, where they kind of, they do just use them as, as seed, as effectively kind of plot bridges, mm-hmm. um, which I'm still quite interested to see how some of these work, because not all of the projects where characters, where obviously they're looking to create them as a seed character and give them their own movie, they haven't kind of got writers attached. So it's kind of like, another the game you used to play as a kid, you'd write one line of a story and he'd fold it over and someone right, else... And would... someone yeah, uh-huh. and it's kind of like, so we're just going like, what can we get this guy to do? I don't know. Uh, macrame. Okay, he's a big macrame <laughs> fan. Shove that out there. And then some guy's going, how am I going to get Deadpool to be into macrame or, or Ant-Man or I love how you, whoever. Pro- how you pronounce that. Macrame. Macrame? Macrame. 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 But yeah, someone's actually said um, a bad future saying in the chat. It's not like they're going to have to service each of these characters entirely separately. This is talking about Happy Hogan. Um, oh, like okay. I'm sure Happy will just like... be part of the Stark scenes. Uh, yeah, you might be right. You could well be right. I but... can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> um, and also, um, talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, um, this week I saw this on, on Slash Film and it's probably been elsewhere as well. Um, Doctor Strange and Guardians apparently might have an interdimensional connection. I would hope so. Yeah, I would think if if anywhere within the Marvel Universe right now is going to have that, I think that is probably it. Now, I'm starting to get a bit more excited about Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't entirely on board with it a couple of months ago. It's piquing my interest now. And now I know there might be a link with Guardians. I, I, th- I think it looks super, okay with super trippy. I like, yeah. uh, I like the director, Scott Derrickson. It was written by one of our own. You know, Matt Massaworm from mm-hmm. Ain't, from Ain't Cool News, Robert Cargill. Um, and I just, I like the cast. They got a really classy cast on that movie. It just yeah. looks so trippy and heady. Uh, I am looking forward to it because it looks like something different. Yeah. No, well, I think that's why I'm interested in it because it does look a bit different. Right. So it looks, it has a level of intelligence, I think, that is going to be quite fun. You know what I'd love to see? What's that? I don't know if Disney would ever do it. A big set piece set in Disney World or Disneyland, like at the Magic Kingdom where the Avengers have to, like, defend disneyland like get it away from like these anonymous skyscrapers in new york and yeah. stuff and put it in like the and someplace iconic and why not its own park i like that idea i also hate that idea <laughs> we can have george clooney popping in from tomorrowland yeah, eddie yeah. murphy from the haunted mansion you know the the country jamboree bears it's funny because be he's the only uh, george clooney is the only celebrity i've seen in disneyland for yeah. the tomorrowland premiere Cool. It was so funny to see him walking around. Um, all right, let's move it on cool. to what else? Well, we can stick with the comic books, but was there any other comic book news? I don't think there was, actually. No, not going through my list. If there is, we can always come back to it. Oh. Um, uh, let's very quickly touch on perhaps my most ridiculous uh, story that I've heard, uh, or certainly film idea um, that I've heard in probably the last 12 months. Uh, it's th- This is, again, ready on slash film. Um Fox developing Camelot. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a pilot. Is it a pilot? Yeah. Oh, thank God for that. It's yeah, like an that's... awful film. So, uh, yes. It's a, it's a pilot for TV? Yeah. Okay, good. Because the idea of, of Arthur being a graffiti artist fighting Art. Doc. Art. Art is... and Lancelot is Lance yeah. and Gwendolyn is Gwen. Yeah. Give me a million dollars. Fighting dark <laughs> magic. I, I'm, I can't imagine that anybody... I, what? what who, they... who comes up with this stuff? But who said... Yeah, bro. Yeah, good, good idea. So he's a graffiti artist, but <laughs> yeah, but he's, and he's not—he's not called art. He's called art. 
It's, it's, not it's super Gwen. edgy. Yeah, but he's like fighting magic. It's like Banksy meets Harry Potter. <laughs> it just sa- I'm sorry. It, I mean, it might be an amazing TV show. It just... I'm, I'm, I was totally with you on it. I yeah, think I tweeted I something I think that, that might not see the first season out. I think that <laughs> might be pushed to the 11 o'clock slot <laughs> on a Thursday night. I was like, is that even a real slot? I don't know. They're going to make it, and they're that, going to put it in there and That's the local it. news on Fox. Yeah. <laughs> How can you imagine? Um, yeah. Pitch, uh, Pitch Perfect 3 got a director. I was very pleased about that. Uh, interesting choice. You, uh, to I love the Pitch Perfect movies. I think they're great fun. I mean, they're, oh, they're not, you know, All right, high wait, art. Let's, let's debate. But I do enjoy them. I like the first one. Mm-hmm. The second one was awful. You like that? I didn't think it was awful. I thought it was way, way nowhere near as good as the first one. But I do... I do enjoy. I think that a lot of the characters that were selling points the first one were very underwritten or poorly written for the sequel. Mm-hmm. I think it depended too much on Rebel Wilson's character. Um, I would have liked. I, I, I mean, it's, it's just a golden rule anyway. Would have liked more Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just I, in I anything, any any more Anna Kendrick is a great thing. Um, but yeah, I, it wasn't. But I, was, I enjoyed. You know, I liked some of the set pieces didn't quite work for me. I think it mm-hmm. felt a little bit too forced at times. I still enjoyed it, though, but I am intrigued to see what they do with the, th- with the third film. And having this director, whose m- most recent film was one of the Step Up movies, yes. right, could be fun because we could see it become more of a kind of up up the musical showmanship. Well, I didn't bit. realize that she's known for those OK Go videos, that she did some of those. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, so spectacular. this could, you know, maybe incorporate an element of that. Yeah. Imagine the, uh, what is their name in the film? Oh, uh, the Bellas. The, girls, the, the Bellas, yeah, Bells, yeah. Exactly. Imagine them sort of doing an OK Go style Getting OK Go. Thing. I interviewed OK Go about 18 months ago, and I spoke to them initially about doing like a James Bond theme and how well they could make a brilliant, you know, a live action version of the credits. Um, and I could see them getting involved in this, maybe, potentially. That would be and interesting. And really creating a spectacular sequence. Can you imagine an OK Go finale with that director Right, that exactly. Cast? Maybe Trish will use her... It's By the way, it's, it's, it's either Trish C or Trish Sai. I don't know how to I'm pronounce sure, her, her yeah. name. But, um, yeah, maybe but she calls Damien Kulash and, and those through guys. the university, all that kind of thing. I mean, they've always done creative extras and creative marketing with right. that. So I think if they've got that connection, she would kind of be crazy not to involve the guys in that. And take it a little bit more, maybe the music a little bit more rockier as well, which would be quite fun. So, yeah, listen, I'm totally willing Just to give, totally willing to give Pitch Perfect three a a chance. Uh, yeah. The second one didn't completely sour me no. on the franchise. I just thought it was a step backwards. Um, what else we got? Uh, Jumanji, mm. Karen Gillan joining the cast. Yeah, I know some stuff about this movie, and I haven't decided whether to say it on the show okay. or write it in an article. I think I want to get a little traffic out of it. Okay. But it's a little different, this movie, than the than what you may be thinking and expecting. Okay. Yeah. Don't want to say more than that at this point. Okay. But but Karen Gillan, uh, what are your thoughts on her? I like her. Cast? I mean, I, I, I enjoyed her, you know, in, in her, her previous TV incarnation. Um, you know, it was obviously part of Doctor Who. Right. Um, I, I liked her very much in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I think the TV show that she did over here was Selfie, wasn't it? Um, I, I, saw, no I saw some of that. I didn't pay a huge amount of attention to that. It didn't do particularly well, but I do like her. Um, and I think, I mean, The Rock said kind of like offhand was like, you know, we needed to have a woman. But uh, she's, she's good. And I think she could, I think she'd be... Uh, 
yeah, she doesn't get enough stuff, and I'm I'm interested to see her within that. And I think she will add a, a nice dynamic between sort of you know the Jack Black, the 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 Rock, um, uh, Kevin Hart. I think it'll be an interesting you know kind of sorbet within that because they're all quite strong characters. I'll put it this way. I think that sh- this movie's good for her career. Yeah. Because I think it's going to be a hit with The Rock and Kevin Hart and everybody. Potentially a franchise as well. That's true. I think it's good for Sony because they've gotten a rising star who yep. isn't really overexposed. Mm-hmm. That said, going in a movie against Dwayne and Kevin, I think you need someone with like a big personality. Maybe not. Maybe you need like a balance, but I feel like just so that you don't get swallowed up entirely. Mm. Uh, and I don't know that she has that. So, uh, but uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe she will provide that sort of counter balance. Yeah, there. I mean, having having interviewed her a number of times over the years as an individual, she mm-hmm. has quite a strong character. Okay. Um, so if That's she can true. bring it's about how the characters, yeah, written. if she can bring that to the fore. Um, I think it could be potentially interesting. But also this week to do with Jumanji, um, apparently the, the Rock is going to be more of an Indiana Jones type character. That sounds about which right Which makes to me. sense. When I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That could work. That could be good fun. As he's clearly never going to be Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> why not? Why not make him Indiana Jones in another movie? Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, the more this comes together, actually, the more I, I like it. And it feels like a family adventure that will appeal to more than just a family audience, which I think is is a good thing for Sony right now. I would love to see uh, The Rock in an Indiana Jones movie, but if if it is, in fact, Pratt, yeah. maybe The Rock could be the villain. That yes. Be, that would be like a really fair fight. Yeah, those guys facing off in, like in, the, in, in Raiders, you know, in yeah. the market stall kind of thing. That would be awesome. Who knows? Cast um, Rock as villain in indie movie. And, uh, yeah. And and speaking of Chris Pratt, mm. may have seen uh, a certain new movie of his. The pretty recently. good six point nine. I, I I don't know that I can say. Yeah. Um, I certainly can't say what I thought about it. Okay, but there is a man named Vincent D'Onofrio in it. Ooh, yeah. Uh, who's doing pretty interesting? Uh, an interesting uh, character in that film, and he just joined the Death Wish cast. He did. That's see, I was bringing it roundabout. I like it. <laughs> Um, I he's gonna be playing Bruce Willis's brother. This sounds awesome. And who else just joined the movie? Dean Norris. We don't know who he's playing though, right? No, but as I see that Eli Roth, who I'm going to be talking to again in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, is getting together some kind of middle aged bald dudes. Just saying, Dean I, Norris a- and Vincent Avery are like two of the best character actors. I feel like if he's looking for bald fellas, I'm available. More than happily. <laughs> See, uh, see, I'll more than happily do it. That'd be amazing. a whole movie with just a bald guest. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> um, Dean Norris. I met. Maybe he's playing the cop who's like, "Sorry, you know, we can't, we can't help you, Bruce Willis. I can't, you know, find your killer." Maybe he's the leader of the who's gang. Maybe involved in it somewhere. That, yeah, uh, or maybe, or maybe he's a third brother. But uh, that's that's a, yeah. <laughs> what are the chances? Three brothers. <laughs> I want to meet the mother figure who has these three, like, large man-baby kick-ass D'Onofrio is one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's genius. He's just so great and everything. Um, have you ever met him? No, but I, I have interviewed him. Yeah, he's very funny and actually a very gentle guy. Yes. Character. Quite intense, but very gentle. Mm-hmm. Totally against a lot of the characters that he plays. I love him. He's great. Uh, you know, I wanted to, we, we probably should have done this at the top of the show. Um, R.I.P. Gene Wilder. Yeah. 
tough uh, big big loss this week. You know, obviously mm. he has sort of been retired. He hasn't been around for what is it, fifteen years? Yeah, I mean he, I he's. He did interviews a few years ago. He didn't mm-hmm. do a lot of interviews. He kind of kept himself to himself. And it turns out that for the last few years, he's he's obviously been uh, afflicted by Alzheimer's. Right. Um, and th- I don't know if you sort of obviously went when the news broke. Um, his nephew did a lot of... Uh, yes, lot I wanted of, to talk about yeah. this. Yeah. And the story that he told um, about why they didn't go public with the diagnosis was, was fantastic because... Um, you know, he where obviously children would still recognise Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka, as Willy Wonka, and you know, still to this day, you know, the fact that children know him as Willy Wonka as much, if not more, than Johnny Depp, um, I think is brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, multi generational, and the fact that he didn't want people to know because the smiles that people gave him and the smiles that children gave him, especially, he didn't want people to feel sad for him. Right, and didn't want there to be "quote unquote" one less smile in the world. He want he wanted the kids to keep running up to him, yeah. um, and the, the parents not being like, "Oh no, don't bother him. He's he's sick." Yeah, um, that that's a, a that was an amazing story. Um, uh, I'm glad his nephew shared that, and you know, I he is not really of my era and generation. Mm. Um, I'm not a huge Mel Brooks guy. So I don't worship at the altar of Blazing Saddles or Young Frankenstein. Obviously, I, I recognize how important they are uh, yeah. in the history of comedy. To me, he really was Willy Wonka. Maybe that's because my family was in the candy business, and I, I sort of looked at my dad as a Willy Wonka. Um, mm. and, and shout out, Dad. Uh, but yeah, to, to me, Gene Wilder was Willy Wonka, and he was so fantastic in that role. And it's getting it's coming out again this weekend, it if is. you that, haven't and, seen it. Yeah, that and Blazing Saddles are going to be um, in a number of AMC theaters over the weekend. So do go and check out the the AMC website if you if you've not seen these films at all or if you've never seen them on the big screen seriously there are a lot worse things you could do and this is the the slowest weekend. weekend of the year as far as movie going goes yeah, really and there's, there's, not, there's weekend, not a lot of good so. fresh stuff out and there's not a lot of stuff that's really worth revisiting that's still out um so if you are looking for something to do this weekend really seriously go and enjoy this and you know take the yeah. family and blazing saddles is you know one of the greatest comedies of all time it's just, it's a great movie um and if you haven't seen the original you know um willy wonka do go and see it um and there's nothing like seeing these films on the big screen and especially sadly obviously now he he is dead experiencing that watching that with an audience in a completely different context is just going to be a marvelous experience did you see um and i know uh, quint at ain't it cool news reported this like a year ago um and then i think boris kid at hollywood reporter reconfirmed it this week that spielberg uh made a play for gene wilder to you know be in ready player one yeah as the creator of the oasis and uh, obviously gene wasn't feeling up to it but that would have been amazing mm. and i hope um you know gene hackman is also in retirement uh and i hope that someone is able to coax him out i know he's very content with his lifestyle he's writing books you know mm in montana or idaho or something like that uh but i would love one more great gene hackman performance uh, yeah but so. I, 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 all those guys are, are great and the sad thing is that we're starting to go through this wave of people who are getting to an age yep where we're losing these guys and we we have a lot of you know great young talent and great talent with us but some of them don't quite match these guys you no, know, I think it, it's uh, it's know. a golden age. It's one of a kind, Gene Wilder. Yeah, that's a phrase that's always banded around golden age, and it kind of is because you know there aren't many people that we sort of look back say in the last twenty years where it's like a gold. I mean, we've got movie stars, but it's not so. A lot of it is not quite the same as it 
as yeah, it used yeah, to be. We don't have. Changed. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually, with, staying with Gene Wilder for a second, I actually, I got to interview him in London. Oh, wow. Um, in 2005 when, and he was he was pretty frail then. Um, it was for his autobiography that came out and the paperback came out and he did a few um, interviews at, at Waterstones in Piccadilly in London. So I got to have like 15 minutes with him, which was great. And, uh, and it, it was fantastic to just sit and talk to him um, about all this stuff and, you know, about Wonka and about how he felt at the time. Obviously, the Johnny Depp version was, was coming out to him, Burton and Johnny Depp, so we talked about that. He wasn't really that keen on it. But Roald Dahl wasn't a big fan of the original Willy Wonka movie. You know, and he, he didn't he didn't think that Gene Wilder should have played Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. He thought Spike Milligan, who was a British comedian, should have oh, played I it. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, and it's just like, no, it just this, I can't. He had perfectly embodied uh, Wonka's spirit. Yeah, certain roles you cannot imagine anybody else playing, and it was Gene Wilder and, and Willy Wonka. And it was just great to be able to sit down with someone like that and have a conversation because he just didn't do it very often. Even then. And it was just wonderful. So genuinely sad. And I got I got my signed copy of his book out the other day. And I just, you know, remembered I'm trying to find the interview and I sadly couldn't find it or, or I would have posted it. But um, it was just great to just be able to sit. And you don't get that these days. There are many people you want to sit and just talk to. And you're just like, fucking hell. Mm-hmm. You you're just, stay a, there you're just amazing. Yeah. But no, wonderful guy. Right. Genuinely sad to, so, to hear about his passing. So check out uh, Willy Wonka uh, or Blazing Saddles if you haven't seen those this weekend. Those are coming back out yep. since the only new uh, releases are Life Between Oceans and, Morgan, and Morgan. Yeah. Have you seen either of those? I saw Life Between Oceans. What yeah. did you think? I thought it was okay. I yeah. didn't really uh, care for it. The performances were good, particularly Alicia Vikander and the cinematography is mm. gorgeous. This is a beautiful movie. Um, but it is long and slow and takes super forever to get going, like an hour for, mm. you know, that plot, to, uh, the plot to really kick in. Um, so, uh, Independence Day is also coming back out. Yeah. And um, so is Finding Dory. Yes. And Ghostbusters is coming back yeah, out. Yeah, everyone's throwing well. the movies out there this week just to try um, to, you know, make a, a, a couple uh more shekels, but I mean, it's looking like don't don't breathe is probably going to take the top spot this week. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, the I mean, light between the oceans is probably going to go top five. Morgan will probably round out the top five. It's right, looking Suicide like Suicide Squad will be in there. Suicide Squad and then Kubo are looking like that's right. going to kind of be the top power. five. It's got a lot of staying power, but the, the films from that studio tend to, to do that quite well. They don't always they're not the biggest films, mm-hmm. but they do stick around in the chart. They kind of word of mouth is good for that. And Kubo word of mouth's been excellent. I really want to see Finding Dory. Uh, I missed it uh, along with Secret Life of Pets this it's summer. Good. So maybe I will check that out this weekend. Mm. Uh, since Morgan just uh, the reviews have I've, not been I've very yet good. to hear a good thing yeah. about Morgan. I mean, I like the look of the trailer, and I've done you know a few pieces on this this week for for Reuters. Um, but it's not. It's just not. And it feels to me like it's a film that. Fox are not kind of really pushing. And if you're going uh, to see it at an AMC theater... Yes! I don't know if that is this weekend or or soon, but uh, you're soon going to be able to reserve seats at AMC theaters. Yeah, they are. They're looking to go all reserve seating. Um, They're going to try it out in New York, first of all. Um, Now, I I remember, I remember back in the days, um, when you could just go go to the theater and sit wherever you want. Which was, which was, you know, kind of fine. But everybody kind of has their, you know, people like to plan, they like to book their tickets, they have a favourite place they like to sit. Um, and I think it's it's great because you then, I've, I've done this in the last sort of year or so, I've got into this habit where if I want to go and see a movie at like Thursday at seven o'clock 
if I can't kind of get the seats, if it's quite busy and I can't get the seats that I want, I'll look at what's, you know, whether the 8.30 right. if it's doing that. So I will still go and see the movie, but I'll try and find one that fits with my schedule where I've got a, a seat that is kind of where I want to be. Because there's nothing worse than, you know, getting there and it's a really busy, busy screening and you're kind of like the back right-hand corner, the back left-hand corner. It just kind of doesn't... I appreciate the, yeah. the uh, reserved seating at both the Landmark and the Arclight. So I think that this is, you know, the way to go for AMC. Uh, it sucks when you get into a movie theater and you have to fight for a seat. And, mm. you, you know, you, there's one in between people. Oh, can you can you move down so that me and my husband can sit together? Yeah. Well, it also does mean it stops that gapping system where people do. It's like if you go to the theater... You're not in your you're not in your your lounge at home. Your sitting room. You, some right. someone's going to want to sit next to you. You don't unless you want to buy that extra fucking ticket. Buy that ticket. You can do what you can put pretzels on the seat if you want to, but don't leave it empty unless we'll do away with that, which I think is good. Okay. Um, what else is shaken out there? Well, we were we were talking about Gene Wilder, and there's another legend this week that had some big news. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Um, honorary Oscar. Pretty uh, cool. He's never won an Oscar, which is kind of. I mean, what category would he yeah. really fit into? I mean, yeah, there's no st- saying that until there's a stunt Oscar. Best Rush Hour franchise. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you know he has contributed so much to yeah. uh, to cinema. Uh, obviously, has made some amazing, amazing action movies. Mm. His, I mean, he's still opening films. Uh, well, he's, know, working sk- on, he's working on another one in Sydney at the moment. I think it's the uh-huh. biggest budget Chinese movie not made in China. Okay. Um, he's filming that in Sydney at the moment. He started doing that about sort of six or eight weeks ago. And he's, like just before that, he was doing a film in London. So he works insanely hard. Sure. Um, it's possibly one of the... It would be interesting to look at, you know, comparing his box office internationally to some of the main Western stars and having a look and seeing how that compared, actually. Um, oh, he, he's he's definitely he's one of the biggest huge. stars in the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just did the Johnny Knoxville comedy Skip Trace, which yeah. just went basically straight to VOD here. Yeah. And it made, like, 60 million opening weekend in China, so... He's not. He's not going away anytime soon. But he's going to pick uh, that I'm, award up in November, right? And I'm glad. I'm glad that the Academy has chosen to honor him for yeah. his work. And that's that's actually the, the article that went to the uh, to the front page of Reddit for me this week. Hey, there yeah. you go. Voice piece of it for Reuters. That um, rumors uh, that are very quickly dispelled. Uh, Warner Brothers denying this week uh, that Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is. If you don't know, it's obviously, I mean, who doesn't know this, but it's the book that came out quite recently and previously uh, and still is the uh, West End show that is the the the, uh, the older Harry Potter. Um, there have been rumours circling around this that perhaps uh, Warner were going to, you know, use the rights and they were going to turn it into a, a three-movie thing and maybe Daniel Radcliffe would come back and play Harry Potter. Uh, Warner have turned around this I, week. I, I would if I was him. I saw you reacting to this on oh Twitter this week. Yeah. I just yeah. some of Radcliffe's choices are yeah. just baffling. Uh, have you seen Im- Imperium? Imperium? No, I haven't. I actually heard it wasn't bad. Mm. I'm, but I'm like, interested. Stuff needs... like horns and uh, there's just I don't yeah. know. I like Daniel. I've worked with him many many oh, times. I've, I've great hung out. I'm, I hung out. Got to hang out with him socially at a festival and super, guy. super nice guy. Great actor. Um, yeah, given the right projects. Here's here's the thing. I'm not a Harry Potter guy, so like, I'm out. I'm out on Cursed yeah. Child. I'm I'm actually not even going to see Fantastic Beasts. I told Josh, assign someone else to review that movie in the fall. 
Um, I mean, I, I, I enjoy Harry Potter. I'm certainly not a diehard Harry Potter fan. But, I mean, oh, as a franchise, I mean, obviously we know they're doing the, now the three Fantastic Beasts movies. Right. It's a cash cow. Of course. And, and you mean, want you, to keep that you, thing look going. Look at Universal here in, in Los Angeles and also in, in Orlando. Huge money. Right, Huge exactly. Money. Now Warner Brothers isn't even the only studio who, yeah. that, that is wrapped up mm. in Harry Potter mania. And, and it honestly, I, it delights men and women of all ages mm. around the world. I'm just this weird Grinch who can't get into the boy nah, wizard nah, and his but it's, it's got a lot of people who don't get, don't get like Star Wars and all that kind of thing. You know, yeah. Not everything's going to appeal to everybody. But Warner came out with a statement this week and said there are uh, it, it's a stage play and there are no plans for there to be a film. Right. Well, I'm kind of like, uh, I don't believe you. I don't believe you, Warner Brothers. But if it, there's, it is early. It's like, why would you yeah. make a, a movie announcement? Because then everyone's like, well, fine, I'll wait for the movie, and then they don't go, go see the play that you just developed. So, yeah, yeah I, I totally get that. But they were writing the sequel to to Fantastic Beasts. Like, I mean, God, they started writing that a long time ago. Because even before it was announced, I knew that it was you know in a late stage of of. Of, of work because I've, I know people who are working on it. Um, so I, it wouldn't surprise me if there are no plans for there to be a film. It's like kind of, we're thinking about maybe there being plans for it to be three films. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So we'll see what happens. But I, 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 if they did, it would be no surprise. And I would not blame them for doing that because I don't Harry, know if... Harry Potter is the specky boy wizard who laid the golden egg. I don't know if Rupert Grint would be available. Cause he's, I don't he's, know. He's got that snatch TV series. Well, yes. <laughs> Low, low, low. Oh. Um, a bunch of reviews hit yeah. this week and to the Venice Film Festival. I woke up actually and read the Nocturnal Animals reviews, and I'm pumped. I am mm. so excited for that movie because in my head, the premise, like the logline was a little tricky for me to wrap my head around. And now I think, you know, reading one or two reviews, and again, the trade's so many fucking spoilers. Just mm. uh, you got to be careful with those trade reviews. Um I'm just pumped. I, I loved Tom Ford's first film, A Single Man. This has an incredible cast. So uh, super excited for Nocturnal Animals. La La Land also got amazing yeah. reviews out yeah. of Venice. It looks beautiful. It yes. really looks beautiful. Uh, and it sounds like Emma Stone is really impressing people. And then Arrival uh, also got good reviews, not great reviews, which mm. is sort of what I was expecting. Either way, it's been a good week for to be Amy Adams, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, talking of, of, of red-headed actresses, um, I mean, I'm genuinely, genuinely very excited about um, Amy's new project. Um, I, from, like I said the other week from the trailer, I'm just, like, super psyched about that. And Which, I, one? I, Which one? Um, Arrival. Okay. Um, but also uh, with, with Emma Stone, something I watched completely by accident, it just came on TV the other day, was Easy A. Mm-hmm. Good movie. I it's like Easy A. It's so much fun, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have forgotten about that movie. But sh- I love her in that. It's such a good movie with an awesome soundtrack as well. Yeah, um, Will Will Gluck. Uh, yeah, he, he's a talented director. So if you're looking for something else, just find and, and stick in the DVD player or stream this weekend. Easy A is just so much fun. Um, Richard Linklater. Oh, I got very man. excited. This about was this a this monster week. scoop over yeah. by THR, um, and I'm sure Justin Kroll of Variety will not be uh, happy to hear us <laughs> give them credit. Uh, it sounds like he was on it too, but yeah, Richard Linklater 
doing a sequel to The Last Detail with Steve mm. Carell, Brian Cranston, and Lawrence Fishburne. Here's where I shock you with my ignorance, and mm. I came so close to watching this film while I was unemployed this summer and couldn't bring myself to do it for some reason. I've never seen The Last Detail. Oh, I've never seen it either. Okay. I know it's considered something of a, of a, of a Nicholson classic. Wedded in ignorance, yes. Um, I mean, I, I, it's, but I've always I've always kind of... It's on the list. Film, I've had a, had a weird relationship, because I've had it... You know, I've seen it in video stores when I was growing up, and mm. I was like... I'll go and watch something else. And I, it's been on TV, and I'm like, yeah, I'll go and watch something else. And yeah. then just recently, it came up on like one of my, my lists, and it was like, yeah, I'm going to watch something else. And then this comes out, and I'm like, <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's, Should have watched it. It's so in I'm the queue. Watch it. um, yeah. I just love that, that Linklater is doing... He's like, he zigs when everyone else zags. This mm. dude is so unpredictable. Uh, and there's something awesome about that. And Amazing with these three cast. actors together, yeah. Brian I'm Cranston, pumped. Steve Carell, Lawrence Fishburne. Can't do much better than Holy that. Holy shit. Do you think um, Nicholson? I don't think so. No? Unfortunately. We may have seen the last of Jack. That's a shame. You know, I, I, um, I don't know what his health situation is. Okay. Not to cast aspersion. Um, but... I, I don't. I don't uh, think that we will see him in this movie, and uh, and I don't know if we will see him in another movie. He mm. seems to be pretty happily retired at the moment. Um, yeah, the yeah. Sa- and the same goes for Sean Connery as well. Can't we tempt Just him out re- with like a hot twenty-something woman? <laughs> like a come on, come outside, come outside. I was. Um, I watched the De Palma documentary. Have you, have you seen this? I haven't. Oh man, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's that is also on my list. It was super fascinating. Um, and there was a really. I, I just bring it up because of Connery. There was a really good story about him filming the Untouch- Untouchables, mm. uh, and he got like you know in the big shootout at the end where his character, spoiler alert uh, for those who haven't seen a thirty-year-old movie, dies. He got like dust in his eye, and, and they you know they like had to rush him to the hospital or whatever. Very precious with uh sir connery um and he did not want to like go back and shoot it again and, mm. and uh and De Palma made him he was pissed <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i i wouldn't allowed to be the guy to tell sean connery oh well the other thing is that like Do he stuff. doesn't um you know he wasn't used to getting shot okay you know, he gets shot like a thousand times in in, in that scene uh and they're like you know you played james bond you've never been shot and he's like no <laughs> I'm James Bond. Yeah. I don't get shot. The whole idea. It's part right. of the job. They shoot at me, but they don't hit me. Um, okay, what else? Uh, we touched on this last week when we were talking about Captain Marvel um, and the shortlist of directors. And we discussed the fact that Rebecca Thomas had been... Becca Lou Thomas. Had been discussed and then was not on that shortlist. And is she going to come through and boom, this week update... Her name is also on the shortlist to direct. Well, Captain the update Marvel. was from us, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, well, then somebody picked it up from us. But I think, <laughs> sure. I think, uh, yeah. So she is back on that list. Um, Terminator Two 3D release. <laughs> Shifting, right? <laughs> Quick segue. Tangent. Yeah. Terminator Two 3D. One of my, fa- <laughs> oh, one I of my favorite movie. movies. I yeah. never get seriously. I never get bored of watching that movie. Yep. Um, there was, a th- there has been a 3D release planned for a long, long time, and James Cameron just kind of hasn't really got down to. To, to doing it and making it happen and releasing it. We're now looking at that coming out next year. As much as I love the movie, I don't feel the burning desire to see it in 3D 
having already for many, many years done the Terminator 2 3D ride right, and attraction exactly. you feel like in Orlando and LA at Universal Studios, mm-hmm. I just feel I've done it. There's so many kids, though. So many kids who have not seen T2. And Do we need to show it to them in 3D? Uh, no, but... I think that with James Cameron, he would oversee, like, I'm sure he's overseen in a ridiculously, you know, intricate uh, Mm. 3D process. I don't think this is one of those half-assed things that they toss out for money. Yeah. So I have a feeling if they do go see it in 3D, it'll be worth every penny. Don't get me wrong. I'm buying my ticket. Yeah, the ticket. I will be there. I'll be sitting there. I'll have pre-booked my ticket through AMC, um, and I'll I'll be there to watch it because I could watch that film a million times. Um, and I'm really big in, at the moment into kind of getting a bit more ex, um, experiential mm-hmm. movie going. Um, so Cinespia here in in Los Angeles, uh, Cinespia in if you don't know in LA, they do a lot of outdoor screenings. So they do um, like the Hollywood Forever is is where they do it, and they do a summer season at the moment. A couple of weeks ago, I saw Sabrina there. This weekend they're doing the birds next weekend 16 candles um so anything that adds an extra dimension or an extra bit of you know reality to something i'm i'm interested in in doing that and terminator 3d you could throw it show it to me through a hole in a shoebox in japanese i would still watch that it's uh, what a great i'm there so but i'm just wondering if we need it but as you say, Cameron would probably do a good job. I trust uh, Cameron. Netflix had a couple of cool uh, mm. trailers this week. One was for Mascots. Yes. Uh, which I didn't realize was going to be a Netflix movie. Mm. That's the new Christopher Guest film uh, set in the world of sports mascots. It has a really fun cast. What did you think of that trailer? Did you see it? Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of, of Christopher Guest stuff. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I mean, even some of the, the, the smaller movies of his that haven't landed particularly well. I just, I just the character creation and the way he draws the characters world, yeah. and the way just the way it all fits together perfectly the, the comedic timing and the dryness of it mm-hmm. i i could not be more excited about this and the fact that i don't even have to put on pants and leave the house to go and you're see big it. on not putting on pants i don't I like that. to wear pants what can i say who does uh, i know right apparently the, the, the police the, like you to do dude, it the fist looks awesome yeah. <laughs> chris o'dowd I'm just, I'm very, very, very excited about that. Yeah, I can't I'm looking come forward to enough. that too. That said, the coolest Netflix announcement this week mm-hmm. was Stranger Things. I have heard a little two. bit about this show. Have you not watched it? I haven't watched it yet. It's on. Wow. It's on my. It's my Labor well, Day put, weekend. Bump it. Bump it up the list and binge. So. Um, I love the way that Netflix did this. This is how you announce mm. a show coming back. Um, you know, with Netflix, we get to know the chapter titles. I don't, you know, I'm sure network TV, they do have episode titles, yep. but we don't really know them like we do the Netflix titles mm-hmm. since we have to click on those. Um, I, the nine titles that they debuted as part of this little one minute teaser, uh, it sounds so cool. It got me even more excited for season two than I already was. Yeah. I know, I know you haven't seen it, so you can't, you can't uh, share in my enthusiasm. No, but I'm- it was a really cool way to do it i i've, I've held off on I've, I've been really really busy recently and i've just been holding off on stranger things until i could actually sit there and just really absorb it really you don't feel it, like it's been spoiled it's for not you. well no because i've tried to avoid reading a lot about it and obviously there's been a lot about you know a number of the characters uh barb and, and eleven um right. Uh, out so there. much it, about Barb. So much Barb right now. Oh, okay. um, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to avoid it because I don't want to have that 
spoilt for me. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to be able to sit down, and because everybody's so much... I mean, it's like Game of Thrones. I can watch Game of Thrones. Because I just want to be able to sit down and watch it in, in chunks. Not necessarily all in one go, but in chunks and go, yeah, great, okay, fine. Absorb that, work through that, and we'll go on to the next bit. Rather than watch one a night and then be distracted by the world and then do another night and then maybe not watch it for two nights. Sure. I do I do want to watch it effectively as like a movie or a mini series. Mm-hmm. Um so that is what I'm doing this this Labor Day weekend. Um tomorrow oh, I envy you. is all about that have a great time i'm very much it's looking a, forward to blast. it genuinely really looking forward to it um there are a couple of other things we got a few minutes left in the show the maze runner is going to be starting production allegedly which uh, is reportedly in february which is good because i they're they're not great movies but i do enjoy the maze runner movies no yeah i, did, I didn't care for the first film so i'm not really into the yeah. franchise uh good I mean, to see that dylan o'brien has made a recovery though yeah. or is on on I, track and i like him as an actor I like him. I think he's. I think he's very easy to watch, and I think he's. This is kind of fluff that he's making a name in to prove box office bankability. I, I'd like to see something from him in the future. I liked him in the internship. More, yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him in, in Deepwater Horizon. Yeah, uh, he's there with Gina Rodriguez. Mm. Um, yeah. So Ma- Maze Runner. Uh, what was I getting at with this? You're saying it's it's going to be in, in production next year. Uh, right. Exactly. But the weird thing about this is though that Fox would not confirm. Uh, so hmm. beats me. It, it was just like, you know, you saw the deadline break, you call the studio to try to confirm it, write your own story and, uh, couldn't, uh, couldn't get it on that one. So I wonder what the holdup was. Yeah. Um, beauty and the beast, you said had some kind yeah, of sneak? the sneak peek, uh, in the last 24 hours of beauty and the beast. Now this is a film that I, I know people who've worked on it and you get people who work on movies and like, Oh man, it's going to be awesome. But people are coming away from this game. Like, Holy shit! Seriously, this is mm-hmm. this is a, this is a great cast doing some really great stuff, and the cast is amazing. Um, and the more I'm seeing about this movie, the more and both you and I are on the same page on this. Are absolutely convinced that for Disney for next year, this is going to be. And you said it's going to be the Alice in Wonderland, probably very easily a, a billion dollar movie. It's going to be one that is going to just is going to be hard to beat, and I think for Disney as a studio, is going to achieve what they just haven't managed to achieve for whatever reason this year with BFG and Pete's Dragon, and Pete's Dragon, which is a great movie by the way, that's still out in theaters. Labor Day weekend, it. go and see it. It's really good. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be their 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 big one for next summer. The one the family film that everyone's going to need to try and beat. I think it could be a billion-dollar movie. Very easily. It could be their next uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. So. But I, I, the cast is great, and I, the more I'm seeing about it, and the little teases and stuff like that, and, and there's some table read-through stuff that came out the other day, it just smacks of... I like Bill yeah. Condon as a director. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to keep it classy and keep it fun. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that I'm I'm super psyched about you, that. So Labor Day weekend, then. So what's on your? Uh, what would you recommend if people haven't already? Sort of, if they're looking for something well, to go and watch or catch. Well, I watched a movie this uh, the you know the other night, and mm. I said that I was going to update my top ten. I haven't yet, but it's definitely on. In fact, it's a top five movie of the year for me. Wiener, the documentary, yep. amazing, amazing documentary about uh, embattled politician Anthony Wiener. Um, and his and his long suffering wife, uh, Huma Abedin, who finally divo- uh, announced that she's going to divorce him. I don't yeah. know if it was this week or la- or late last week, yeah, but um, you know, like the the timing of these things, it, it was crazy because obviously the movie ends and they're still together, but watching it with you know with that other layer of information. Mm-hmm. 
I, I just it, it was absolutely fascinating the access that they had to this guy's campaign, his marriage, uh, and and you know what? My roommate and I turned to each other at the end of the movie and we were like, "I'd vote for him right now." I don't care how many dick pics he sent. Mm. I don't, and and I know that we expect our politicians to have a certain moral character and you know be ethical or whatever. Yeah. This guy, he fought for people, and sending dick pics didn't really affect how I think he would lead a state. Um, he was just so charismatic, and and uh, I really like his platforms and stuff. And I'm not a political mm. person. So Anthony Weiner, well, we, well, I mean, a tragic I'm, rise and fall. Well, I mean, aside from dick pics, we actually sent a dick to Mexico this week. Hey, which is, you know, now you're going to get us hate mail from. Oh uh, yeah, people. true. I Look get a lot of that anyway. Done. Fine. Whatever. Uh, uh, just, I don't care who you vote for. I kind of do, but just make sure you vote this year. It's really important. Whichever way you vote, just make sure you vote. Um, the, I do want to see that. And the really interesting thing about that documentary is the fact that, um, when they started making it, they weren't making it, obviously, about the scandal. The scandal happened why they were making it. And he still, credit to him, was like, well, you're making a documentary with me, so you may, you may as well get all this too. He didn't shut it down. He didn't lock them out. He was kind of like, you know, warts and all. You know, balls to the wall, mm-hmm. for once of a different thing. Um, but, yeah, so he, he kept them kept them in there doing it. And... It's definitely on my on my watch list for this week. Hey, um, hey, after Buzz, do we do we have to wrap up the show or do can we get ten, 10 minutes? Yeah, you got ten minutes. All right, we'll take to the ten minutes because we got a little bit uh, more news and notes and things. And there was a, you had a really good story idea. I want to I want to close the show with okay. Uh, just real quickly, um, Sarah Paulson yes. joining Ocean's Eight. Yeah, we don't know if she's the eighth member because mm-hmm. I wasn't. I was expecting somebody else. I would uh, like to see or her if as she's the, the villain. villain. Yeah, that would be so good. She would be so good. Yeah. Uh, as okay, soon as I heard that, I was like, Oh, yep, me God, too. Yeah. We are in agreement on that. Oh, and also, um, on a on a Sarah Paulson note, um, if you're a fan, you're a fan of um, American Horror Story. No, I don't watch those. Uh, okay. It's a great show. If you are a fan, um, you know Halloween Universal do Halloween Horror Nights yes, every year. Yes, they're getting a... Uh, and they're doing... Uh, one of the houses this year is around American Horror Story. There's Austin Krampus. They're mm-hmm. doing um, uh, Halloween, and they're doing uh, Exorcist That's, as well. Awesome. Um, I do want to go this year. I haven't been... It always seems like such a shit show... It's but. it's great. I'm going to the to the launch night. Actually, it's going to be super. I was going to say, is there like a press? Yeah, preview? yeah, there, there is. Yeah, there is going to be one. Um, and so I'm going to send me those details. That sounds um, fun. But yeah, so it's awesome. But uh, yeah, so if you have if you love the show, then you get to experience it firsthand, which is great. So. Sam Mendes doing a new James, developing a new James and the Giant Peach. Mm. Do we need another one of these movies? Um, I don't know if we need one. I'd be interested to see what he would do with it. Um, but do we need one? I don't think we do. And I'm not quite sure. I think we've seen certainly internationally this year with BFG and, you know, obviously Roald Dahl's Willy Wonka was, was, you know, was big for Johnny Depp Mm -hmm. and and Tim Burton. I don't know how well those books are translating with current cinema audiences. So I think if it's a really interesting take, the audience might go for it. Do I think we need it? I don't think we do. Yeah. Um, uh, I am with you on that. Uh, Lost City of Z lands at Amazon. Uh, did you see this trailer? I did not see it. It it is out there. Um, I don't know. I just can't get excited for this movie. I've never really been able to. Uh, Charlie Hunnam just doesn't do it for me on the you big see, screen. No, yeah. I'm the same with you with Charlie Hunnam. But I saw some stuff at Comic Con, as a lot of other people did. Obviously, it's quite a popular event um, with King Arthur. 
And there's something about him that every time I think, I'm not that fussed on Charlie Hunnam, I see him in something like that. I didn't really like him in Pacific Rim, but I see something and I'm like, do you know what? He's actually, when when he does it right, like Sons of Anarchy... He's actually really watchable and he's really enjoyable. Could, King Arthur could be a good role for him because yeah. he does, you know, I grew up uh, watching him on Undeclared mm. uh, and then he was on uh, Queer's Folk, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I liked him in Green Street Hooligans. I like when he can sort of add a little humor, a little edge to mm. things. And he, that version of King Arthur seems like it will allow him to. Lost City of Z strikes me as more of like a, you know, kind of stuffy period drama. Mm. And I just don't know if that works for me no i'm i'm not really a fan. i mean I, I hear a lot of good things about things like outlander and i'm like i don't know i don't mm. um yeah De- demi moore joined rock that body yeah i love demi moore I was, we don't get enough demi moore i had exactly the same thought like two weeks ago yeah i was watching i can't remember what it was and i was like oh it was about last night i watched about last night and St. elmo's fire back to back to my favorite 80s movies and um i was just like fucking hell we need more demi moore yep what she this hasn't really done thing. a lot in the last couple of years of any any particular note and i i genuinely really like her she's, as an actress she's terrific and i think rock that body is just the, the kind of movie that could use uh her mm. and, and will uh you know play to her talents uh james franco jack rayner and zoe kravitz yep. joined this movie kin uh, I don't know. I've, I don't have it in front of me, the information. I just know that it's from the Baker Brothers, mm. who I've been hearing about for years from yep. uh, buddies in the commercial world. They they direct commercials as twin. So congrats to those guys. They could be the next Duffer Brothers, for all we know. Mm. Um, Nate Parker is going to TIFF after all. So I will. Uh, I have a date with him in Toronto. Of course. I, I think it's. I think it's pretty bold of Fox Searchlight to continue on with this press tour, but you know. My Oscar predictions are going to be coming out soon. Mm. I think people will, you know, I, I, not that I have a reputation as an awards blogger, but I hope that they start a conversation because I did try to do, uh, to, to come at them from a different vantage point. My editor, Josh Dickey, and I just feel like January is four months away. And that is a long time. And everyone, and I was, you know, if you asked me last week, I would have said it's dead. Dead in the water, Birth of a Nation. Mm. There's plenty of they're time keeping, to turn that around. keeping on with it. They yeah, really are they, keeping on with it. So Exactly. And and that says a lot to me that they're not, you know, he's not tucking his tail between his legs and, and running from this. He is ready to face it head on uh, because he believes in this movie. Something, something noble about that. So uh, we will see yeah. if this completely blows up in their face and backfires next week or if somehow the conversation swings in his favor well the worst that can happen is that it'll do it'll do the festivals and i think it's playing london film festival as well um and then it doesn't do box office that is for the film worst case scenario mm. doesn't do box office doesn't get nominated for awards the, the awards are secondary i think to Searchlight. they have yeah. a 17 and a half million dollar acquisition fee on top of likely 35 million in marketing so mm. like i'm i'm just making this up and saying it's a 50 million dollar investment yeah they got a lot of money tied up in this. They need it to be a commercial hit to find an uh, and find an audience. The yep. award stuff is just the gravy on top. Um, I read a good article on IndieWire this week about the whitewashing controversy behind the Great Wall with Matt Damon and how yep. people in China don't really care. I don't want to rehash the whole article. I would just say head over to IndieWire and check that out. What I did want to close the show with was your idea about 
the Ouija sequel. So why don't you take that away? Uh, yeah, this was actually something I, I... There was a guy on Slash Film, if you if you go to the Slash Film website, um, Jacob Hall wrote this piece uh, this week, talking about Ouija, um, Origin of Evil. Now, Ouija was a... Uh, it was a, a remake uh, that came out a couple of years ago, and it was a really bad... I didn't see it. Did you it, see yeah, it? Yeah, I did. I, I was kind of curious to see it. Um, and I watched it, and it was just a load of, you know, faceless teens doing, you know, ooh, scary horror movie in a house. It wasn't particularly scary. It wasn't particularly well-acted. It wasn't particularly... Uh, something happened. We do have some breaking news. Okay, we'll talk about uh, that. Yeah, l- l- yeah, let's finish. Um, uh, this. But yeah, so um, a Ouija Origin Evil is is coming out, which is a kind of sequel. Um, Mike Flanagan, who you will know from things like Oculus, and here's something else you should watch: um, Hush, Hush right. which is on Netflix, which is a really, really good um, uh, thriller stroke horror. Um, and Mike's basically he's been working on Ouija Origin of Evil. It comes out in theaters in a couple of weeks, and it's it's not a sequel, but it's still based around a Ouija board. And I, I you know, I, I have a relationship with. With, with Mike on Twitter and we chat about things and some of the films that are currently stuck within the relativity issue that, that are due for release with um, Jacob Trimble and, and various other people in it. Um, but Ouija Origin of Evil actually genuinely looks like uh, a, a good and very enjoyable horror movie and we're seeing something of a, of a renaissance in, in strong, intelligent, bankable horror movies right now. But the, the question that Jacob poses is can Mike Flanagan make a good sequel to a bad film? And from what I've seen of it so far, and I'm very keen to, to see this um, in, in previews in the next couple of weeks. Um, in fact, I'm sending emails about it today. I think you totally can. And I think we've seen that before in Hollywood. And I think as Mike is not making, he's not made a sequel to Ouija. In fact, it wasn't written. It as wasn't sequel, created right. as a sequel to Ouija. He basically just gets to reinvent the world of Ouija. Yeah, and they've kind of gone, okay, take this film and we'll put it in, in Ouija because we, we want to make that. Mm-hmm. We want to make the Ouija thing, a, you know, a, 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 a cinematic entity so let's let's try and tag it on and that often happens in hollywood um so yeah i think you can but but ouija origin of evil was not written as a ouija sequel that's not what mike came to it you know as a director as and you know that's not how it was written um so i i'm interested in that and yes i think the answer to to jacob's question and do make sure you read the article i'll post it actually in in the youtube um uh, links afterwards is can mike make a good sequel to a bad film yes i think you can and i think mike probably has Hmm. he's a very he's a good filmmaker yeah, I didn't. I didn't care for Oculus, but I was encouraged by Hush. Mm. Uh, I didn't see the first Ouija, but uh, yeah, hey, if if the horror community goes for it and the reviews are good, I'm down to check out the sequel. Yeah, I know he's a real up and coming uh, genre guy, and he does have. I know you did last summer, uh, which is very near and dear to my heart. Mm. So I hope uh, I hope that goes well. Um, okay, so that breaking news, real yeah. quickly, which we're going to end the show with, is that John Polito. Has yep. died at age 65. Yeah. R.I.P. He played uh, Gideon in The Crow, one of yeah. my favorite movies. He was on Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, and he's in a bunch of Coen Brothers movies. He has passed away, uh, and that is a bummer. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, he's, the- he's one of those actors where the minute you see his even if you don't know his name, the minute you see his face, you're like, oh, that guy. Right. That, oh, that's such a shame. I'm, 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 what did I'm, he die? What of? did he die of? That's a good question. I mean, I assume he's second. actually quite old. So, uh, um, he, well, he was diagnosed with multiple my, myeloma in 2010. Okay. Um, I'm just going through his his credits right now. It looks like he was in the middle of 
filming something called The Maestro. He recently appeared in, in Big Eyes, uh, mm. in Gangster Squad. Uh, you, you would absolutely rec- recognize him. Um, and it's a bummer. Yeah, he was Dafino in, in The Big Lebowski, yeah. Barton Fink, Miller's Crossing. Yeah. John, he's Johnny Casper. That's right. Uh, and, and Homicide. Homicide Life on the Street, which he was fantastic on. Yeah. One of my favorite shows. R.I.P. He'll be missed. That's such a terrible, such a terrible. Yeah, I mean, we're just looking at pictures of him now that have come up on the screen in the studio. He's uh, the minute you, if you don't know his name, the minute that you see his picture, you will know exactly who he is. That's just yep. a terrible shame. Yep. Terrible shame. Great actor. Um, all right. That'll do it for this week's Meet the Movie Press, now, guys. You are not here next week. I am out. I'm going to be at Toronto. Uh, if Simon is, are you planning to do the I show? Will, I will be here next Friday. All right. Then I'll, I'll let you announce the guest next week. Um, but it's going to be someone who I think, you know, you're all familiar with his work. Uh, anyways, you can find me on Twitter at, at the Insider. Make sure to follow my travails at, uh, in Toronto. We have a lot of reviews and cool stuff coming up. And Simon, where can the good people find you? Uh, you can find me uh, at Sherby Simon on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. This is Simon Thompson. Uh, well, my week next week, while you're in Toronto, yeah. um, I'm going to Kathy Griffin's house this afternoon. Wow. In Bel Air to do a piece for Forbes. That's cool. Um, I've got a great Anthony Michael Hall piece coming out um, this week. Awesome. Things you don't hear often. Uh, and I'm going to go and see Sully on Tuesday uh, because ah. obviously that opens in theatres uh, next Friday. So I'm very much looking forward to that. To, uh, is it next? It's next is, week. Next, next you're Friday, Tuesday, right? You're going, going Tuesday, Tuesday the 7th? 6th. 6th, 7th? I don't know when. Maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe it is the sixth. Man, I want to see hey, that movie. It's a great... I was supposed to see it the seventh, and then something else awesome came up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Popcorn Talk Network. Make yeah. sure to rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave us good comments, since uh, I know last week I got bad ones, and I deserve them. Uh, this was more like it, Simon. It's nice to have you back. Have a great Labor Day weekend. And same to you guys. Later. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.